Hey, thanks for stopping by and checking out the Unique Beauty and Meditation podcast. I just wanted to remind you that the content, tips, or tricks offered through this podcast are brought to you with compassion and positivity and are brought to you from um, different insight and experiences we've had through our life experiences, through the coursework or lessons we've experienced, as well as our professional environment. And that's meant for entertainment and enlightenment purposes only. If you have any physical or mental health concerns, please seek a physical or mental health professional. Now on to our episode. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining this podcast today. I'm very excited to share a friend of mine with you. Her name is Danielle Graham. She is an intuitive medium, and I have had the pleasure of working with her and experiencing her services and what she provides. And uh, I'm excited to have a conversation with her today. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, I would love for you to take a moment to introduce people to what you do and who you are and where you may be located if you're interested. Oh, sure. So I am on the Connecticut shoreline. Again, my business name is Divine Clarity. I am an intuitive, a medium, card reader, Reiki 2 practitioner, and provide guidance and mentorship to those ready to empower themselves to follow their soul's purpose and desires. Fantastic. I love the variety of options that you offer. Um, and I love how there's different modalities that you've kind of interlaced together to create that experience for your clients. Yeah, I mean, there's so much available to us. It's fun to be able to dip your toe into everything and kind of meld it together to use to help people. Absolutely. So one of the things that we talk about often on this podcast is self-care. And that is actually, we were discussing a little bit before we started recording this, the notion that there's so many terms now that are overused and self-care can be one of those terms that's overused. Um, so I would love for you to share with us, what does self-care look like for you as an individual, as well as a professional? Because I feel like this is all part of that self-care blanket. Sure. Um, actually, I kind of think as a, you know, on a personal level, if you're good personally, and if you're taking care of yourself personally, that that's going to shine through in the professional end as well. But I guess there really is a little bit of difference here and there. And I think it also varies, like, I wanted to say as I age, but maybe just like who I am at a particular point in my life. So right now, to me, that's, it's turned to um, a lot of taking care of myself, making better choices for myself. Um, you know, eating better, moving more, especially in the situation that we're in right now with the global pandemic and not getting out as much as I used to, you know, making sure I'm still active at home and not just loafing around on the couch with my dog. Although at times that could be self-care as well. <laughs> Absolutely. But now, go sorry, go ahead. Um, you and I have talked about one of the other things um, that has become real important to me is being able to slow down. And thankfully, with your help, you know, I have been able to incorporate that into my life as well. Absolutely. Now, have you noticed the, your forms of self-care for yourself? How have you noticed that they have improved your professional focus? 
as you provide these services with people? Um, like, do they offer you more grounding? Do they offer you more balance? Do you find that as you care for yourself, it opens you up to receive more or give more? How do these self-care processes for you as an individual affect you in your professional service? Um, e, all of the above. <laughs> I feel like I'm a pretty grounded person. Um, I do enjoy spending a lot of time out in nature. So that really does help clear my mind and keep me grounded. But I feel like to help me professionally, then I need the other end. Like I, um, like I got the help from you with meditation and letting go and trying to not be so grounded sometimes to find that balance between the two. And I find that that really helps me on a professional and personal level more. I love that. And that's, and that's actually could probably be one of those overused terms is being grounded. And I love how you recognize that you can be almost too grounded sometimes mm -hmm. and that you have to step back and open yourself up to a little bit of the less grounded nature of things. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about somebody who does what I do and being so much here on the earthly plane and so grounded. It's actually right. for me to, um, you know, connect to the other side. It's, it doesn't come as easily as the grounding aspects do. Absolutely. So when we talk about having to unground yourself, would you feel like that requires you to, how would that look like? Like, do you feel like that requires you to open up your imagination more or to call on certain senses more to be able to open up separate from what's here on earth? That's super interesting. I never thought of it that way. Um, yeah, you know, I tried to do a creative exercise one day and I, in my mind, you know, I had creativity was painting or drawing, you know, it was one or the other. That was the only way I could be creative. And I had a really tough time because I, I couldn't open myself up to that aspect. But then I was like, hey, wait a minute, I could be creative with photography. I could be creative with other things that I enjoy and do well. And that was easier to open up. And now I've forgotten the question. <laughs> no, that actually answers it. We were okay. talking about how, what, how do you become less grounded? How do you get into more of those fluid concepts like intuition and creativity? And they're not when we talk about being grounded, we talk about we're standing on the solid earth. We feel the tangible things in life and to move away from that and open up to some of the more higher awareness, more fluid concepts, tapping into your creativity is, an, is a perfect example of that. And to recognize that it may not happen as what we assume that creative talent should look, but to tap into it as, you know what, I'm creative through photography and all of those different aspects that opens up the imagination and the creative energy right. so that so for me right getting in the zone that's what does it to me and photography will get me in the zone it takes me to a different place and um like you had mentioned doing an exercise like i am clairaudient i i hear mm -hmm. it's an inner hearing and when i do those exercises that immediately can bring me into that same space into that meditative higher level space that's cool. Yes. Thank you for that term meditative higher level that kind of defines it better than <laughs> the terms I would use. <laughs> um, so 
being able to unground yourself and open up, that kind of brings us to, is that something that you have now found that you have to do before you provide your services? Hmm, interesting. So I like to, I would love to say that I do this consistently because that would mean I have found balance. <laughs> but um, there are times when I am doing this on a regular basis and I do not have to necessarily do it right before a client. Um, and then there are other times where I'm not as um, diligent with it and I really have to focus and ground myself and do a meditation before, a longer meditation. I always ground myself and do a a quick meditation before a client, but there's sometimes where I have to take a little bit more time and a little bit more thought. Absolutely. And I, that whole, again, with the, the overused words, mm -hmm. um, the notion of balance, I, to me, I love that you're finding balance in your rhythm with that. We often think of balance, like if I was to put an image with balance, I would imagine it as like a teeter-totter or a seesaw and it's perfectly balanced. But how sustainable is that? If you look at the purpose of a teeter-totter or a seesaw, it's meant to go back and forth. So I love that you recognize those patterns. You recognize, you know what, sometimes I don't need as deep of a meditation, but other times I do. And it, it feels like you're able to balance that need for self-care with what you're providing as services. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a lifetime um... I don't want to say struggle, but it's been an awareness throughout my life. You know, a diet and exercise um, was 100% one or 100% the other. And it was kind of hard to find that balance. But you're right. It's about, I'm using my hands as if you can see me. It's about that teeter-totter <laughs> and that up and down and being okay with when something's a little down and something else is a little up. It's all yep. good. That's cool. And I like the rhythm of, I know for myself, as I've stepped into these energetic and intuitive roles and services more, it's almost like it triggers that in my day-to-day -day life as well. So because they're so interlocked and interlaced, needing to be mindful of all of that as myself as a whole in that process is definitely important. So I love that you honor that in your process. That's cool. So as we talk about self-care, um, I would love to hear what is your favorite client experience? We've talked a little bit about the, about what you offer services and the idea of self-care um, and finding that balance before a service, but what is your favorite client experience that you offer? Like if a client was to come in to sit down and you really enjoy offering oh that i offer um i hmm, i want to say mediumship um it's that it's that connection it's being able to connect someone to um spirit of someone who they lost and who they loved and to let them know that that connection is still alive and well that just it just makes me feel better than anything i can imagine right now that's cool i love that um, and I love that that is, that's the experience that you pick out to appreciate the most. Um, because that sometimes can be the, the most taxing on us energetically. Absolutely. Provide that. So I feel like that honors your ability as an intuitive medium and as an individual to create that space. Um, 
how about a client experience that you receive? Like when you are the client, what is one of your favorite experiences? Like, and it can be specific to a service. There obviously is no wrong answers um, to a service that you get somewhere or to like an experience that you really enjoy having. Well, I have one all set, but then one, another popped into my head. So I'm going with both. (laughs) Absolutely. I love massage. So as hard as it is for me to slow down and to turn off, that can really do it for me. However, I do have to set boundaries because a lot of times I will get information for the person who is giving me a massage. So I have to set a boundary like, no, no, I'm not working right now. (laughs) This is new time. Absolutely like stopped and written a few things down and then asked them to continue because I can't get it out of my head sometimes until, but nine times out of 10, I am able to relax and turn off and just enjoy being in the moment and having someone take care of me for a little bit. Absolutely. But then my second one is I just, I love getting readings. I really do. You know, as often as I give them, I love getting them just as much. I love watching other people work and seeing their perspective and hearing what they have for me. I just love it. I love two things that I love about that. First off, I love that you have that physical aspect of the massage Mm -hmm. that takes care of your energy. And you saying, you know what, I need this space. That's pretty powerful to set those boundaries, both with the energetic work we do in, in our day-to-day life to be able to set those boundaries and be like, you know what, back off, I need this time. Yeah, it doesn't and, always work, but it's, it's always right. my intention. But it's empowering to at least voice that. And when we set those boundaries and continue to welcome in that self-care of I'm setting this boundary, it teaches us to be able to voice it more. So I love that there's also that physical care to your energetic care with that notion. Um, And that there is a full surrender to that moment. That's cool. And I also love that you love the experience that you are looking to give to your clients. Yeah, I really do. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that you, because you understand it, you understand it both from your perspective as a professional and the perspective as a client. And I feel like that brings a lot of respect to the table for what you do and that you, from what I've witnessed and heard from you is that you're you respect the situation enough that you're not willing to compromise it and that you, you respect them and their level of healing and their needs. And you respect the boundaries that may be needed and you respect yourself as a practitioner. And I think that's a pretty powerful combination. Um, Do you have a one or two, I'm sure there's probably quite a few, um, but what one is of the, what was one of the most profound shifting moments that you have had that's brought you to where you are today? If you don't mind me sharing and obviously you don't have to share names or details, but kind of a generalized, if you feel you want. A client experience, like a reading experience. Sure. Either client experience that you have experienced along the way 
with the work that you're doing, or if you had a profound experience personally that brought you to understand your connection with this work. Deeper. Uh, yeah, let's go with that one. Um, so there was a, so, all right. I don't know where to start this. Let's back up to the beginning. So I've always had something, some kind of, you know, obviously we all have intuition, but mine was a little more in tune naturally at a younger age. So I've always had, you know, had been dealing with that as well as some mediumship stuff. And, you know, life has its way of getting in the way and you get married and you have kids and you're in and out of this and it's not as strong. And then um, our daughter grew up and I, really started getting into this and really started enjoying um, the learning and the work that goes into it and just giving it my all. And then life kind of blew up on me. And I had some personal issues going on and everything kind of died down. And I went to therapy and I spent a good three years talking about my feelings and my lack of trust in everyone around me, including myself. So you can't do this work if you're not trusting yourself, obviously. I was and just thinking that something. Yeah, it did a whole lot of work on that. And um, it was in that therapy where my intuition and mediumship's abilities started um, amplifying again, strengthening again, learning how to trust myself, brought it all back to me. And um, my therapist, actually, I had received a message for him. And I was like, oh my God, of all people, you know, <laughs> right. I had to tell my therapist this message. And um, my husband and I were, were packing to go away and I received a message from, uh, from spirit for him. And I, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't get it out of my head. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I texted it to him and it was, it was very personal and it was about his business. And you know, he messaged me back immediately. He's like, what do you know? <laughs> I was like, this is what happened. And so I kind of told him all about it and him trusting me and acknowledging that and recognizing that and giving me space for that and honoring that in me instead of everything I expected. I expected judgment. I expected, I don't know what, you know, distrust, everything I had experienced before, but it was the total opposite. And when he trusted me, like if your therapist trusts you, then hey, <laughs> must not be so bad, right? Absolutely. So that really, that really brought me back full circle. Very cool. I love the the thread of self trust that was so paramount to you stepping into that, like. And I've heard that scenario through other people that I've talked to and I've experienced it myself that it's almost like we get a taste of what we can do and we, we kind of tap into these things a little bit. And it's almost like the universe steps back and says, okay, hang on a minute. You have some work to do for yourself. Right. And it's like our soul's journey becomes important in this process. And by having and taking time to connect with our own healing there's always a thread of some sort, like you said, with trust that loops us back to understanding ourselves intuitively on such a deeper level. Right. I love that. You know, if I didn't go through that, it's funny because I went through this horrible situation in my life and I built my confidence and my trust up and stepped into my power. 
And now the people who are calling me or reaching out to me for guidance mostly, but even in, in through some of the mediumship readings, these are the themes that I'm seeing from the clients who need my help. You know, it's been a lot of women. I don't want to pigeonhole it to just women, but women who are having tr trouble trusting themselves and who are having trouble finding their voice and their confidence and stepping into their power. And if I didn't go through it for myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that tool behind me to help them walk through it too. Absolutely. And that, and it really is just a nice, beautiful connection to your unique divine expression and how you connect that with your clients. That's really cool. I love that. Um, and it's so, it gives, it gives you permission to step into that deeper level of self-care again and again, if need be, because you've done it once and it worked out so well, you survived the, the not so pleasant parts and it expanded into some more beautiful, beautifulness after you did the work. So it gives you permission to step into that again and again, if need be, but it also, excuse me, gives people permission to do that as well as they work on embracing and touching into these concepts a little bit deeper too. Yeah, absolutely. And it creates a compassion and equal equality with those that you help and support. Right. And I think that makes such a difference when you can, when you have a mentor or you have someone that's guiding you and things like this to be able to have them reach you at your level mm -hmm. and to meet you at your level and to have it be an equal road. I think that really is a true deep connection with compassion in that process. So very cool. Thanks. Um, what is... We, so we talked a little bit about words that we feel are overused. Um, we talked about how self-care we feel. We're looking for a deeper definition in self-care and grounding and balance where some of the words we talked about how they were, have been maybe a little bit overused, but what is, what are some of the power words that you experience and that you find you connect with that connect with you on a really deep level and motivate you to use them more often? Like what are some of your power words? Well, definitely number one, first and foremost is clarity. Clarity had such profound meaning for me in therapy. Um, obviously the name of my business. <laughs> I had, I had uh, XM radio playing one day and I walked in my bedroom and a song by, I think it's the Dresden Dolls there was a song called Clarity and I had never heard it before. And it started playing the second I walked into the room and I sat down and it just brought me to tears. And I was like, wow, this, that was just a huge word for me. So that's number one. Um, <laughs> I was going to say grounded, but I guess I <laughs> can't really use that one right now, but. Um, well, let's actually dive, let's dive into that a little bit more. I want to go down to earth. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's dive into that a little bit more. Let's define grounded differently or clarify the definition of grounding because everybody's like, you need to get grounded. You need to find your grounding or ground your energy. What does that look like to you? Like when we talk about being grounded, 
how do you find that grounded energy and how does that feel? You know, what are the other words to describe that? That's not even the aspect that I was going with that. When I was thinking about grounded, I was thinking on a more personal level and thinking down to earth or approachable. And, and that's okay. um, I am very much <laughs> say what you mean, mean what you say, tell it like it is. Nobody comes to me for a sugar coated reading. It just doesn't happen to me. That's, that's being very grounded too. I love that. And it's funny because I think that's, that's why some of these buzz, these power words feel a bit overused because we forget to define what they mean for ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? Like the notion of grounded means you're approachable and you're real. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like to me, grounded means balanced and stable. Yeah. Um, but because honestly to be perfectly honest that's what grounded means to me because quite often I'm not grounded and I'm for example this morning my thoughts are everywhere and my energy is everywhere and I can be overwhelmed and not everything is clear in my mind and not everything is clear in what I'm seeing and not everything is clear in my emotions so that to me is when I need to find a more grounded balanced approach so I just I think that that's cool that each word has a different meaning for each of us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and yes, it does mean all of those things for me too. But when I say it, you know, when I'm talking like this in this conversation, that's what it felt like to me, that real approachable down to earth type of word. That's cool. I love that. And I could see that in your, my experiences with you, both professionally and on a friendship level, that it's very much that approachable you get it and it's that equal that equality when we're coming to the table with somebody and we're looking to set our soul out on the table for them to experience and witness we want to do that with somebody that can sit at our level and meet us equally and offer compassion and that's hard to do if we're not we're not seeing each other at the same level so but I also too I'm a little envious of the airy fairies of the world and you know those people who could just let loose and I don't want to say not have a care in the world but who could just be in the moment and have fun and let go I'm just not someone who easily lets I have to plan my letting go (laughs) absolutely (laughs) feel spontaneous when you're planning it out (laughs) I always love I I I'm jealous of their ability to be out there with it Mm -hmm. and not second guess it and just be like, you know what, this is who I am and this is what I feel and this is what I experience. And they don't, they don't have that second guess quality. And I appreciate that in them. Right. So when I think about it, I think about a a friend and I had this conversation recently. She is extremely airy fairy and I am extremely grounded. So we decided that the combination, the balance between us both, would you ever see that meme with the dancing trees and <laughs> what we would be like if we were that perfect balanced energy? Absolutely. <laughs> Rounded tree that can just sway in the breeze and just love it and enjoy it. <laughs> I love it. That's cool. Um, so do you have a, and I guess this is probably the grounded in the clarity and we've probably already discussed most of this, but is there a word or an emotion that would best describe your vibe 
professionally? Oh, um, yes, to both of those. However, um, what would a word be for that? I just feel like, what's the word for say it like it is? I don't, I, I'm right. I don't, I authentic is a word for it too, but like kind of straight shooter. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the professional vibe. And I think too, I can get myself a little worked up when I know that I have to straight shoot a message that may not, that I, I know may feel uncomfortable to the person that I, I need to deliver that to. However, you know, I keep in mind or try to keep in mind that they already know, you know, right. they know the essence of the person they're connecting to. So they're already gonna know, but sometimes it's not easy being the straight shooter. Absolutely. And I think it, it, that calls on that notion that we talked about how you respect so much of what you're putting out there and the experience that you get to be involved in because you're witnessing the messages that need to go to them and you're recognizing your own personal process with trusting that you can share that. But right. yet also understanding that these are the messages they need to have and right. having that, defining that separately to be like, you know what, there's a part of me that knows full solid in my heart, soul grounded to my feet that I'm sharing this message with them. And you don't question that. And right. then you also allow, allow space for yourself to witness the part of you that says, am I really going to do this? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that one gets the better of me once in a while. And <laughs> But it's that first acknowledgement from the client, be it on the phone and, you know, I hear them say, mm-hmm, or yes, or, you know, watching them on a Zoom call and see them shake their head, then I can just relax into it and know that everything I got is everything they need to hear. Right. So then I would even question, I would even bring that connection back to, we talked about the client experience that you want to offer the client. But then that also is the client experience that you want to experience as an intuitive medium Mm -hmm. is that you want to be able to have that moment where you settle in and things flow easily. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That's cool. So we talked about mediumship. That is one of the client experiences you like to offer most are there there's a lot a lot a lot a lot of different modalities that are available in this kind of intuitive medium psychic energy worker spiritual work that we do do you have a couple of favorite modalities i know in the beginning you mentioned that you are a card reader that you are a reiki level two practitioner and that you offer some mentorship and what have you is there specific cards you like to use or a specific way you like to mentor people or topic you like to mentor in? What are some of your favorite modalities? That's a whole lot of questions. It is, I know. <laughs> I like, well, I like to use, when I do a guidance reading, I use a few different myself. So I check into someone's energy, chakra energy system and find out, you know, if anywhere is a little muddy or needs a little extra attention and why, and then give them the tools to help that area, the energy in that area unblock and start to flow. Um, And then I do a little, actually, I put a healing mantra in there from Matt Kahn, love Matt Kahn. And then um, 
do a little past, present, and future with a tarot spread. And sometimes that involves cardomancy too, which is um, reading playing cards. And that's actually the first modality I learned is was how to read playing cards, cardomancy. And that's probably my favorite. I do have a, a deep love for tarot um, after all these years, but cardomancy is probably my go-to and my favorite. Very cool. So help me because I am not a tarot reader and I have never done cardomancy and some, a lot of people listening may not know. What is the difference between the two? All right, well, tarot um, has, it's split up into the major and minor arcana. The major is basically life lesson cards. Those are the big hitters. Those are the ones that you really wanna pay attention to. And then some smaller little life lesson cards. Um, and they point to different learning lessons that we need to face or are facing in our life. And um, cardomancy for me anyway, I mean, maybe everybody's different, I don't know, but cardomancy for me is more direct. Uh, very much yes and no questions or um, they're, they're much more direct. I like to use them for career. It's like, what's my next step in my career? Or, you know, what is the energy going on around this career? And those are just direct. I can't think of another word, but direct. They're oh, straightforward. They're straight shooters like I am. Ah, look at that. That's probably why I like them so much. And tarot is just, you know, it's a little more using your intuition. Cardomancy is more memorization. Tarot is a little more using your intuition. I can look at the same card for three different people with tarot and get three different readings. Right. And you don't get that with cardomancy. Right. I love that. I love that one of your favorite modalities honors the fact that honors the same notion in you that you're direct and a straight shooter. I, when you started describing it, I'm like, that's why she loves it. But that we, and we, we've had that, con we've had that conversation before about we, we may be paired together because you're focused and I'm like, when you cast your net intuitively, you have a tendency to cast it more specific and focused. And when I cast my net intuitively, I cast it much more wide and unfocused. So my work is to work on focusing it and your work is to open it up and we complement each other like that. But yeah, I, I- envious when you cast that net. I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, because <laughs> I am too, fo too focused. But see, to me, I'm like, I love, I love that you're able to be more specific and focused and not have to work at filtering it. You know, like that's one of the things that I feel like half the time why I say so many words <laughs> is to try to clarify all of the notions at once. So I honor your ability to be a straight shooter and direct. That's cool. That was something that therapy really drilled into me, not to use that wall of words. You know, mm -hmm. I used words to defend, to do a whole lot of things. And that was one thing he really drilled into me. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Right. Um, and I love the notion of therapy being involved in that self-care process. Self-care. for myself. Absolutely. And that it's so often, I feel like people are 
especially those of us that are getting into this for work, it's like we forget that we're human and things like therapy and physical care are just as important as our spirituality and that it's all a big equation that comes together. And I love the notion that therapy gives us permission to embrace our humanness and connect that humanness with our spirituality. Right. I love that. And I, I, I honor and share with you that notion of being able to sit with a therapist and be like, this is who I am. I'm an intuitive, I'm a medium, I'm an energy worker, whatever it is. And to be able to say it out loud and have that acceptance, that is such a powerful thing. (laughs) That's how long it took. I mean, I wasn't, even when I finished therapy, I was not saying I'm an intuitive, I'm a medium. Um, Mm -hmm. I realized that much later, actually much more recently, when I kept putting out into the world a different title. You know, I had another business, I was a personal trainer, and I kept saying to people every time I was encountered by someone who asked me what I did for a living, I'm a restorative personal trainer came out. And I was realizing that I was like deflecting everything, I, every other thing I truly am inside. And that's when I just started saying it one day, but without the therapy, without that confidence, without the A-OK from from the therapist and myself, I wouldn't have been able to get those words out so confidently. Absolutely. And creating space with like-minded people Mm -hmm. to be able to say, hey, this is who I am and have them accept you with an open arms is a powerful tool as well. And I know that you are really great at doing that. You have, which is the group that I connected with you from, the, um, oh my gosh, I am completely drawn a blank. It's the longest name in history, (laughs) I think. Intuitive Psychic Medium Development Circle. I don't don't think it's group anymore. I think it's circle. Circle. Through support. Yes. (laughs) That is, it's a really powerful group of like-minded individuals that you, you work hard at honoring the boundaries of that group and protecting the space of that group so that people can feel safe to be who they are raw in their, as they develop. And I, and I want to honor you as an individual to create that because that is, that is a very powerful tool in stepping forward and stepping out and being able to share with the world, this is who I am. And I know for me personally, that group in that safe space was a really big support in my recent shifts from going from being an individual, being a salon professional and having my salon for nine years, working in the salon industry for 22 and closing my salon and opening up to working on building these intuitive services as my focus professionally, that that's a lot of surrender. And you're the one that told me the kind of the burning the bridges to, or burning the ships to step into it fully. Well, look at we're coming full circle again. If it wasn't for therapy and me being able to find that voice and step into that power, I would not be able to help other people do that and to create that safe space. I never had a space like that. 
I mean, thank God for Facebook, really, you know, and social media, because it wasn't around when I was going through all of this, at least for the earlier parts. And I just love to be able to have that safe space for other people to experience it in a more supportive way than I did. And the energies that have just come together in that space, we're so fortunate for the amazing people that have walked through this space with us, really are. Absolutely. And I thank you for setting the boundaries that you did. And if anybody is interested in that group, they should definitely go check it out. Um, what is, now that we are rounding the bend to an hour for our conversation, who knew it was that long? What is one thing that you would like to leave with the readers before we get into letting everybody know where they can contact you? What is one message or inspiration, if you have one, that you would like to leave readers, not readers, that you would like to leave with the listeners? Like readers, wait, where are we going? But I figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) I read out loud. I don't read in words. Um, Share a little bit of inspiration if you have it. Um, The most important thing I can leave the listeners with is just do it, do whatever it is you authentically desire to do. I spent so many years and so much time worrying about what people would think about me, what people would say about me, what kind of judgment they'd pass on me. And I have come out of the spiritual closet multiple times and people still don't know what I do, the people I was worried about. So like, I'm not as important as I thought I was. They're just not, (laughs) they're not paying that much attention to what I do, what I think. And I spent years afraid of not having their approval. And and not that I think I, I would have gone much faster in this if I didn't. However, it was a lot of angst getting here. Yep. And, you know, if I can help anybody not worry about that and to follow their heart's desire faster, then so be it. That's what I want to do. I love that. Mm-hmm. Feel the angst and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And what does Kyle C say? That scares me and I love that or something like that. Yes. I hope I... I hope I screw this up. I have his book. I hope, but yes, it, it scares me and I love it. Something like that. I love that. Yes. Yes. Very cool. So where can people find you? (laughs) Well, in our group, intuitive psychic medium development circle, success through support. (laughs) Um, My website is divine hyphen, divine on Instagram, Divine Clarity. And I think that's it. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I would encourage everybody to check Danielle out, check out her array of services and the support that she offers. She has some great uh, workshops and classes that she also offers on Facebook, as well as um, some intuitive support and intuitive circles. So you can find all of that information out and connect with her. and her version of helping you develop your self-care and yourself. So very cool. Thank you very much for being here with me, Danielle. And uh, I look forward to hopefully having you on more in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we finally got to connect and do this. It's been an absolute honor. I know it was fantastic. Very cool.
divine timing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, if anybody has any questions about anything we talked about in this podcast today, you can message me directly or you can contact Danielle through all of the places that she offered. And as always, I have a uniquely beautiful day and enjoy, enjoy yourself. <laughs>